Blog Talk Radio. All right, me and Blog Talk are having some tech issues right now, and I'm not liking it. Hello, welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. We're going to get it together because we're talking about love tonight, and this show is going to be hot, 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 and I don't know what's going on, but we're going to get it together. Blog Talk in the the studio is not cooperating, but we're talking about how to have a healthy love in dating and marriage and we're going to get, because I got some good love songs today, and we're going to listen to it. So let me see if this works, because we got to get these love songs together, because I don't know what's going on. But welcome. It keeps it keeps going out. But we have three, three wonderful guests on. It's that It's that It's that time again. It's that time again. It's that time again. It's that time again. Time. Yeah, see, I I can already see this show's going to be hot because uh, the studio is acting crazy. We're going to start it over again because I need my intro to come on because it's the Real Talk with Tanya White show. Blog Talk, me and you going to have some, some situations today. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya White.
Got love on our mind today because we talked about how to have a healthy love and dating and marriage relationships, y'all. It's the summer, it's getting hot, and people trying to boo up with the wrong person, and it ain't gonna last. Tonight, we're gonna give you information and impartation on how you can find a healthy love, date in a healthy way, and marry in a healthy way. I'm your host, Tanya White. And I'm glad to be back last week. We had to take a break because y'all know my golden cupcake, Justin Lee White, graduated from pre-K last week, and she looked so regal and so gorgeous as usual. And so we had to take a pause last week for the Real Talk with Tanya White show because y'all know A.T. supports all of her babies. Uh, but we're back tonight talking about love. I got love on my mind, y'all. I love love. I don't know about y'all. I love love, but I love it when it's healthy, whole, godly, and 
it, it's meaningful, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight because uh, a lot the, the society we live in right now has a tainted view of love uh, in everything, and so um, a lot of drama-filled love relationships, marriages, and we don't want that. I have seen and I've been surrounded by people who love who they are with. God has put them together, and it's a difference. And we're going to talk about that tonight. There's a difference uh, uh, when you are put together by God than when you are put together by your flesh and by out of desperation. So if you are new to the uh, Real Talk with Tanya White show, I want to welcome you. We are rated R. We're going to be rated R all throughout the show. And rated R means we are real, relevant, and refreshing. We give you real talk about real issues to enhance what? Your real life. Um Listen, I love that we are almost, we are, this is our uh, second to the last show until we take a summer break. We relaunched in November after a seven-year hiatus, you guys, and it was like we have never left, and I loved it. Uh, And so we are back. Uh, This season has been wonderful. Excuse, if you're listening to the archives, excuse the uh, bloopers in the beginning, blog talk was having difficulties again, but that's okay. We got it together because I need my intro and I need my song. Um, and so just know that we are love being back. We love your support. Thank you for spreading the show. You guys, we are almost at 50,000 download listens. Listen, we are 49,653. My goal is to be at 50,000 by the end of June. So listen to the downloads. We've had some great shows this season, uh, and we began the originally began the show in 2008, and we interview listen, we interview some big ballers and shot callers like uh, Nene Leakes when she before she was like the Nene Leakes, um, Selena Johnson who's on Sister Circle now, but I've known her, followed her all my all her career. As a singer, we had what we Lisa Ray on a couple of times, honey. Lisa Ray been on this show, and I said, Lisa, I'm gonna write your book. We've had Jamal Bryant, Bishop Joseph Walker, TT uh, from the game. We had some big people on here, um, and so listen to the downloads because every show was what rated R for being real, relevant, refreshing. Just like tonight, I'm ready to get into it. We are talking about how to have a healthy love and dating and marriage relationships, and in our boast about your book. Segment. You know, we have that, you guys. Uh, tonight is an author, uh, beloved Jasmine, and she's going to talk about her book. Now, listen, I want y'all to welcome her. I think she's kind of nervous, but I told her no need to be nervous. It's just like us talking on the phone. Uh, and so make her send out some good vibes, y'all. So I hope she's not nervous. But I met this young lady at a, a recent author showcase at Bates Memorial Um Oh, was it April? April or something. And just her her presence is so peaceful. Uh, it's approachable. And plus, I love authors. Her book is about her life, her childhood, how she overcame trauma. Uh, and what one thing she says is that her book represents a journey to womanhood, self-love, and spirituality. Um, and that's what, if you want to have a healthy love, relationship with somebody else you've got to have it with yourself first you've got to be on that journey now will you be all the way there no we are constantly 
evolving, growing, getting delivered, getting healed. But you have to be at a, a good spot that says, you know what, I I am comfortable in who I am, and I'm still working on becoming, um, and I'm I'm whole and going to get even more uh, whole as I evolve. But until you get to that point, I say you don't need to be in a relationship. There's nothing worse than being broken and trying to get in a relationship, and then two broke people getting in a relationship is going to be a broken relationship. And you think it's you think it's whole, but it's not. So we're going to talk to beloved, beloved Jasmine, and this is her first time on the Real Talk with Tanya White show. And her book is talking about how to overcome childhood drama and not bring it into adulthood, all right? And so a lot of us do that in relationships. So we're going to bring her on. And talk about this book and try to connect it. Hello, Miss Jasmine. Hi, Miss Tanya. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. I like you said, I was a little nervous, but I'm glad you gave me some encouragement. But I'm so grateful to be here. And yes. thank you so much for having me on the show. Yes, this is gonna be like us talking and other people listening to our conversation. And we want them okay. to listen because they're going to be helped, they're going to be uh, healed, and they're going to get some insight from your book. Before I d- dive into this book, I want you to tell our audience who you are in your own words, just briefly. Who am I? Um, I'm Jasmine. Um, I represent life, uh, love. I'm a people's person. I'm down to earth. I'm a writer. I'm a reader. I'm a lover. I'm Jasmine. <laughs> Listen, I love it all. Be- that's why you call your beloved Jasmine. I love yes, it. Ma'am. Now, is this your first book? It is. And I will say first of many because I do. God has brought me to have so many ideas, and I'm just grateful to have this one because it gives me it sets the stage for the rest of them, but first of many. So, oh my goodness, be on the I lookout. I, I love it. Be and on that, the lookout. That means that you are a, a, a organic and authentic writer because you know once you birth one book, you, when you really have a message to say and people to bless, there are others to come. And so this first one yes. is entitled "I Overcame It All: uh, Childhood uh, Trauma Causing Adult Life Drama." Lord, I love mm-hmm. the subtitle. I love the title, but that subtitle is so true. Yes. When we don't overcome yes. our childhood trauma, it filters in, into our adulthood and gives us mm-hmm. drama like none other. How did you come to the point, first of all, to want to write a book about your life, and then when you're dealing with personal issues such as trauma, that's putting yourself out there. How did you come to the point and say, you know what? I've got to help somebody and, you know, put my life out there. What was the process with that? Okay, so um, really uh, I wrote, I started writing this book um, after my divorce, um, which I do talk about in my book. I was married, but being, after I was divorced, I was alone and, I really didn't have a lot going on in my life, so I just thought that God put it in my heart to just write. And at Mm -hmm. that point, I didn't know I was writing a book, but I just started writing. And really, this 
this book that I have right now, it wasn't like my original idea, but I just started writing and that was me like just stepping out on faith and just doing it. Um, And then it took a lot of prayer and a lot of therapy and a lot of just dealing with my own issues because me writing the book, that was just like the first step, but actually like putting it out to the world to talk about, that took a lot of bravery, a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to deal with my shame. I had to deal with like Mm -hmm. the things that I talk about, like how they affected me and what I wanted to do with it. Like I didn't want to just think about me, but how other people could grow and learn from my mistakes or my lessons that I learned. But it took a lot of other people involved, God, my therapist, my family, and just just being brave and courage. I love yeah. what you said. You had to pray and get therapy. Y'all listen yes. out there. Y'all super saints yes. out there who think that just prayer is going to change some things. The Lord did not create yes. therapists for nothing. Pray. Yes. Pray about what mm-hmm. therapist to go to and then stick to your appointment. And if the therapist says, get yes. some meds, yes. get some meds. Honey, the Lord and yes. Lex helped me through so many mistakes. Yes. Listen, sometimes you got to yes. do what you got to mm-hmm. do to what? Overcome it all. So what is something oh, you yes, said you ma'am. was divorced? And that yes. is, I've, I've never been married, but I've, my friends and families who have been married and going through the divorces like a ripping away like none <laughs> other. What yes. was, how long were you married? And um, what? How long were you married? Uh, the marriage, it lasted, I would say, like a good six to eight months. It really didn't okay. last that long. Um, yeah. Okay. And I, it was last, like, 23, and now I'm 24, so, yeah. Okay. So what, because that, first of all, to get married, even though sometimes we make unwise decisions, it's still a decision that we have to contemplate on. So what right. what led you all to get married? Was it love? And this is real talk. Uh, love was, or was it just for the moment? Um, It was really, um, I would say love and like that first initial, that honeymoon stage of love where you think everything's good and I need to do something about this love, you know. Okay. And, um the marriage that was just like, okay, I love you, so let's do this, let's go for it, and yeah. Okay, okay. So twenty three, mm-hmm. y'all believed it was love at the time. You said six mm-hmm. months later. Yeah, and I it was okay. actually when I was twenty two, twenty two, okay. and then we got divorced when I was twenty three, so twenty four. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So what? What made y'all say, okay, you know, enough is enough, six months, we were in love. Um, was, yeah, I would say it was it was definitely my decision, and um, it was me because I had thought that I wanted that type of love that was presented to me, mm-hmm. but as I started, it took me reaching out to people that I had I knew had successful marriages that have been married for a long time to say like what I'm in it doesn't feel like love. It doesn't feel like mm. a healthy marriage, you know? So But yeah. love Jasmine, you know I'm we're gonna go deep mm-hmm. behind. 
Listen, if you're just joining Real Talk with Tanya White, we have author beloved Jasmine on, and she's talking about her book, How I Overcame It All. And she, right now she's talking about her divorce. Now, you said you felt love, and I love what you said. I, I grabbed just that you said when you was talking to other people, it wasn't what you what what you thought love was. So yes. paint the picture for us, because you know a lot of us, have been in those situations. Okay, I love you. We love each other. When we get into yes. it, oh, this this is not this is not what I thought. So what yeah. was it that said, you know, this ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. Yeah. Right. Um. So I, what it was was, you know how, like I was taught as a woman, like with other women in my family, that when we love someone, especially when we love a man, we have mm-hmm. to put up with hell we have to put up with thick and thin and um I definitely found myself putting up with a lot that I felt like um I know that you know relationships have its ups and downs but as far as like a marriage I was like this I shouldn't be dealing with this right up front I shouldn't Mm -hmm. this is not what I signed up for this is not what I expected I expected to be loved treated with respect you know, um, have be faithful and committed to, and I was definitely given the opposite. And he wanted me to stick it out and really like delve into my forgiveness, but I was like, I I can't. Something in me is not wanting to move forward, and it was it was hard. It was definitely hard to try to decide on how to clean up what I thought was love and how I could. It was really like God. If you love me, tell me. Like, is this what I what you want me to have? Like, I felt like I God didn't want me. He didn't want me to have that type of love, that type of marriage. I and I I didn't want to have it either. So, right. Yeah. So you said, and that's a tough decision to make. You say you're 22. You got married really six tough. months later. You know, you I know you thinking, oh Lord, what people gonna say about me? Oh Lord, they gonna think I'm yes. Uh, patient enough. Oh, they don't think I'm not woman enough to deal with it. And so at the beginning, you said mm-hmm. you had to deal with the shame of it all. Mm-hmm. Even though you said that you in in the relationship that you dealt with mess that you didn't you didn't think you had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that you were putting on that shame of something that was not your fault uh, in the marriage? You see what I'm saying? Mhm. You you felt uh, like you, I think you know things were happening to you, but you were <clears throat> had to go with shame. Uh, I think what really because I felt like God had made me to be a wife. He had like I mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I wanted to be a bride. I wanted to you know I had I felt like I presented myself to be a woman of God. So for me to now like go backwards and say, I don't want I can't be this to this man. Mm-hmm. You know, that was where I had to deal with that shame, like, and I really was, like, questioning myself, questioning what God had for me, what this man, it was a lot of back and forth that I had to deal with on, on my end. And then he was, my, my ex-husband, he was very, like, Manipulative, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, God doesn't, you know, you're sinning because you're you're wanting a divorce. It was ve- it was very challenging because yeah. my relationship with God was first, and mm-hmm. um, He knew that, and I knew that too, and I felt like it was a battle. 
Um, so yeah, that's where that shame came in. So do you all do you you said your subtitle is talking about the childhood trauma. Was it some mm-hmm. trauma that made you say, Okay, um I'm gonna try to stick it out or you know yeah, I definitely. feel bad because I didn't? Definitely. Um, well, some of my childhood trauma was definitely like being like being emotionally abused, called out my name, um, you know, feeling like my my own human rights, like my own ability to feel my own feelings, mm-hmm. to recognize my own thoughts, like those things that were for me, I felt like they were taken they were taken away as a child. So when I had a husband that did the same exact thing, it didn't mm. it felt like who am I to like if I dealt with this as a child, who am I to not deal with it as an adult? You know, mm. that that was that's yeah. the struggle, but it's like that that's the shame too. Like who am I to say a man can't talk to me and call me right. out of my name? You know, that you know, so that was Yeah, you were yeah, trying to justify what you went through as a child uh, and what you yeah. went through as an adult is being normal. And for you, yeah. and that, and I believe, I know it was the Holy Spirit that's saying, no, I don't deserve this because when you go through something as mm-hmm. a child and then you don't get healed from it or get therapy from it and then you, you some so so many of us operate uh, in dysfunction and make the dysfunction mm-hmm. functional yeah. for us because we don't want to get that. <laughs> the help that we need and change our whole perspective. And so I commend yeah. you for even saying, you know what, this ain't it. Uh, and so yeah. you said, this Thank ain't you. it. So what made you say, this ain't it, I'm divorced, now I need to seek help? Because that is the stuff that most people don't leap into. They don't get the help that they need. They just deal with, okay, I got a divorce, uh, that didn't work out, and then they go repeat the cycle again. I wrote a book called Relationship Reruns. <laughs> and so I'm no, I'm no stranger to that. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so what was that? Mm-hmm. that you know what? I need help. I need to get some therapy. Okay. we. I'm on I'm on Miss Tanya White show, so I got to keep yes. it real. And I have it's to real. keep it real and say, you know what led me to get therapy was mm-hmm. because, like, I just explained to you all of the, not really a lot of the relationship turmoil, but there was definitely some emotional abuse, some name-calling, some cheating, some mm-hmm. disrespect. And after all of that divorce, I wanted I wanted it back. And I didn't say, I don't mean that I wanted him back, but I felt like I was drawn to that type of, lifestyle I wanted that dysfunction mm. back and something I didn't I knew that was unhealthy for me and and that was a cycle that I was going to keep putting myself through if I didn't reach out to and somebody else that was outside of my head to say this is not okay you know yeah. so it really took me wanting that person back and that you know that dysfunction back to say I can't I can't do that I can't because if it's not my ex-husband it would have been Tyrone another you know another man that came afterward and I didn't want to keep doing that like I didn't want to keep doing that so that's where I wanted to seek out help and luckily I am in the social work field so I did know that that was my own toxic traits, but yes, uh, it hurts my heart to other women that don't know that they can get out of that cycle. 
And it's Jasmine, are you in my head? Because I was getting ready to switch gears and talk about, <laughs> listen, what, what, right in this book, I overcame it all. How do you want, what do you want women to learn from this, and how do you want to help them? Because this, this is so true. If you don't deal with that childhood drama, I love what you said. I wanted to just function back. <laughs> yeah. And a lot yeah. of people are drawn back to that dysfunction because it's functional. You know, it takes a lot mm-hmm. of strength, courage, and support to, when you get out dysfunction, to operate in a new normal. And so that yes. is so true. When you say, oh, yes. I wanted it back. Uh, but not with him, but like you said, it could have been with somebody else. So this book, I overcame it all because our time is coming to an end. And you've been wonderful. Mm-hmm. How was yes, it? Yes, ma'am. Thank bad. you so much. No, this was so good. So good. Yes. I'm so grateful. So, Thank you so much. Listen, you. listen. Your spirit, I mean, your spirit is so peaceful. I love it. I love meeting you and talking with you. So what do you want women picking up this book? to glean from this book. Three things as they're reading this book. They're going to read about your divorce. They're going to read about, you know, you dealing with shame, all this stuff. But what do you want them to say, you know what? These are three things I learned from beloved Jasmine's book. Okay. um, Three things. Um, I want to spread healing. I want every woman to know that whatever you've been through, your childhood trauma, abuse, anything that you've been through, you can get through it. You can get over, I don't want to say over it, but you can make it through on the other side. And that other side is so peaceful and so much happiness, but you have to get, you have to get to that point. And then to be able to get to that point, you have to take responsibility of your own happiness. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the second Jasmine, Can takeaway. you say that again? Say that again. <laughs> Um, happiness is your responsibility. You have to take responsibility of your happiness. You can have these great ideas of what you think, marriage, love, respect, dignity. You can think of everything that you want. And um, if you don't take, if you don't make it your responsibility to get to that place or get exposed to that type of healthiness, then you have yourself to blame. You can't blame the people that hurt you, that abused you, that took advantage of you. Um, all you can blame is you because you have to, it's your responsibility. That I can't express that enough. I have a teacher that says happiness is my responsibility because mm-hmm. it's mine. And then the last point I want to say is, um, don't settle for the love that has always been presented to you. Mm. Um, find love that is that you've never seen before, that is healthy, mm. that um, your mother didn't experience, your parents didn't experience. Don't let your past define your your own definition of love and self love because you have your own love and it's self love. So, yeah. And that's where I get the name from. Be love, be love, love beloved. That last one. Don't settle for the the love that you see. That's that's that that is so true. Absolutely. That's my (laughs) listen, listen, beloved Jasmine. Tell our audience where they can uh, purchase your book, where they can book you as a speaker. Y'all already hear the peace in her voice, y'all. So y'all know y'all going to be healed. And you, when you're in her presence. So y'all need to book her. Tell our audience where they can get your book, 
and where the uh, information where they can uh, book you as a speaker. Okay, so you can actually get my book on Amazon. If you just type in I Overcame It All, you should be able to find it, or you can type in Beloved Jasmine, and you could find it there that way too. And then also um, my name, Beloved Jasmine, is on Facebook, um, and you can message me, uh, email me, or I can give you all of the rest of my contacts, but I don't want to overwhelm you guys with different contacts. So I'll just keep it to my Facebook and you can reach me there. And I would love to speak and get my message out and promote my book because I want everybody to find their own healing and love. Thank you so much. Overcome it all. Yes, ma'am. Overcome it all. Listen, I loved having you on the show. You did amazing. And I'm going to follow up with you later and connect you with some more uh, of my blog talk friends and other friends in media because you need to be on that show and people need to hear about your book because we need to know how to overcome it all, okay? Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much, and thank you all for listening. Thank you. I'm by her book. I will follow up with you later, okay, beloved Jasmine? Yes, ma'am. Thank you, Miss Tanya. God bless. Bye-bye. Listen, loved having Jasmine on the show. I'm telling you, when you meet her in person, she is such a, a great presence, a spirit. Like I said, it's so peaceful and inviting. Uh, didn't even know that she was going through all that, but get her book. I overcame it all. Listen, I got to take a little music break because one of my favorite couples is about to come on, and I told you I had the, the playlist of love songs that is fire right now. So we're going to take a break, and then we're coming on with the Davis duo because they love them some them, huh? And they're going to tell you why and how they got that. Got to play some Natalie Cole.
Natalie Cole. Y'all don't know about nothing about Natalie Cole. Jesus. That was my mama's favorite singer. I knew it was on and popping when I heard that playing and the basement door shut. We had to stay upstairs because she's about to go in with my daddy. Listen, I love y'all. Real talk with Tanya White. We talking about healthy love and dating and marriage relationships. We just got off with beloved Jasmine talking about how she overcame it all dealing with uh, her divorce and the shame of divorce and knowing exactly what type of love she wants and how she said she had to pray and get therapy. Pray and get therapy. I'm going to need y'all somebody catch it in the spirit. And now we have one of my favorite couples on the line. Listen, they probably was dancing while they, this song was playing. They live in their own world. It's just them two sometimes. You probably like, hey, do y'all see everybody around? Because they are just, like, so in love and mesmerized with one another. I mean, you see it, you feel it. 
It's nothing a fake or superficial about when they're in a the room together. I'm like, Lord have mercy. If he looks at her one more time, it's like, but it's love. It's true love. And they just celebrated 17 years together. So I'm anxious to have them on the show and let them talk. And we got the man on the show. Brenda has been on here several times. But we got Jermaine on here tonight, the Davis duo, the dynamic Davis duo, talking about love and dating. Hello, Miss Brenda. Hello, Miss Mr. Jermaine. What's going on, sis? How you doing? Um, listen, I got love on my mind tonight, Jermaine. We're going to teach the hey. people how to have healthy love. Hey, I'm just trying to tell you this real quick. Natalie Cole is my mama's favorite oh my. singer. You heard me? I think that's how my mm-hmm. brother came to life with Natalie Cole, the live <laughs> version. <laughs> well, I'm going to get off the tall <laughs> I'm telling you. I know it's how my brother came into fruition. <laughs> Natalie Cole. <laughs> Hey, Davis, how are you? Hey, Tanya. How are you? We were actually over here. Hi, we're great. We were actually over here singing and everything. I know y'all was dancing. in that thing. I was like, I know yes. it. I know. I was like, they over there. <laughs> over, over her Listen, I'm sorry. I we love supposed to be professional other. hood or mixed. What are we doing? Listen, y'all because y'all love each other. Yeah, I'm telling y'all, it's y'all world. It's y'all world with y'all together. So we're going to get right to the point because people going to know y'all at the time we finish. Brenda, you've been, this is your third time, ain't it? Yes, ma'am. Talk. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you very welcome. much. Well, thank Tell you for the invite. Yeah, listen, I love y'all. I love y'all because I see the love. And how y'all love one another. I actually met you first, Jermaine, before I even met Brenda um, mm-hmm. at the uh, War and Women Win conference. You was selling you, selling, you gave me that pink sugar. Yeah. Get that pink sugar, y'all, from Jermaine and Madam Heart. <laughs> but, uh, and then I met Brenda. But then I, just seeing y'all together is just so awesome. Can you tell us, Jermaine, how you all became the Davis? Unit 17 years ago. Well, um, I met her mama first. Okay. And uh, we worked together at the hospital. And I believe I was being interviewed on the low. Amen. I didn't realize it at first. Come on, but mama. But that's an old school rule. You know, Absolutely. I, I got I to go with mama first. Absolutely. But um, seriously, I was thinking about, like, mama's good people, and I wasn't really thinking about being with anybody. Mm-hmm. I was actually single, handling my business. And then she would come at, like, my lunch break and be like, can I sit with you and talk with you? And I, I thought she was trying to hit on me at first because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking, like, like this lady's cool, but I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> And then later on, (laughs) I met a daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, Brenda. And, Tanya, I just want to add really quickly that we were a blind date. We actually, you know, talked over the phone uh, for a few Mm -hmm. weeks before we actually met. So we were a blind date Um, just for people who think, you know, that, it's corny to go on a blind date or it's a waste of time. That's actually, you know, um, that was our first date. 
a blind date. Well, now who put y'all together? We owe her old as dirt, to... though. Huh? <laughs> we owe this dirt for real. We did everything old school. That's what I'm saying. Who put y'all together? Because you got to be leery. Some fat. That's why I don't even accept people. <laughs> uh, some people's uh, setups. Because I'm like, listen, you ain't even afraid about that. Uh, That's right. I done had some some crazy branding. But who put y'all together? <laughs> what was it to say? Okay, I'm going. I'm going to press forward and see what this is about. Uh, we were both real. Okay. And mm. we didn't keep anything here from each other. There were no lies. There was no games. It was like, you know, she's cool, I'm cool. And we just started out as friends. Mm-hmm. And then it just, you know, it gradually grew over time. Started out as friends. Y'all hear that real talk? You started out as friends and you're real. So both of you all had uh, children too, right? Yeah. And that was um, another dynamic. Yeah, we just kind of put it, everything together and uh, just kept everything flowing. We set some ground rules and just kept it going. There was no separation. You know, it's no, not yours and mine. It, it's more like ours. Mm-hmm. And then if we need to separate or specify certain things, we did it. Mm-hmm. Plenty of conversation, plenty of working things out mm-hmm. and understanding Ground rules. That's old school too. Ground rules. Here's the ground rules. Miss mm-hmm. Brenda, your single mother, yes, going on a blind date, met Jermaine. Mm-hmm. What were some feelings going on in your head as a single mother and then dating? And then starting to, okay, you said, okay, I really like this guy and, and I see a future. Because you had to make some decisions being a single mother, right? Yes. Yes, I did. Actually, um, Prior to meeting Jermaine, uh, for a while I was thinking that nobody would want a ready-made family. So I was Mm -hmm. thinking that my chances of, you know, meeting a a man of God and getting married and them actually accepting me along with my kids, I was was thinking that the chances were pretty slim Mm -hmm. uh, to none. And especially with me, knowing that I needed a man of God, and that's what I was Mm -hmm. praying for. Um, But I had begun to, I began to just know that God could do anything, and so I was really walking by faith and not by sight. And, you know, when we went on the date, like Jermaine said, my mindset was, well, you know, we're finally getting to meet face-to-face after talking on the phone for three weeks, He's a nice guy, you know, he's a hardworking man. Um, the main thing that, that made me excited about actually meeting him face-to-face was that he didn't come to me with game. Mm. And, I mean, that's what I was hearing all the time, yeah. you know, from everybody that I've met, everybody that, you know, seemed like they showed some interest, game, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was so over that. I was tired of that. I was 28, and I was just over it, you know. Mm-hmm. And... I just knew that I couldn't settle, but so we went and uh, we had a great time. And what um, <laughs> what was interesting is that the conversation uh, conversation was just so um, inspiring, and he turned me on, you know, mentally mm-hmm. and just by mm-hmm. conversation. It wasn't anything fleshly. It wasn't anything right. like that. 
but just the intellectual, you know, conversation, being able to have a, a great conversation with somebody about all kind of different topics, and it just flow. You know, right. it just it wasn't any awkwardness. It wasn't, you know, he, he was totally respectful. We 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 went Dutch. I paid for my food. He paid for his food, but he was totally, you know, respectful, and we just had great conversation, and that's really how it started. Wow, if you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to the Davis duo. Uh, Jermaine, talk to the men. You're dating, uh, you, you you're interested in Miss Brenda. She's a single mom, and one thing she said is that you didn't run game. A lot of men who come in contact sometimes with single women uh, run game, uh, primarily because they think they're desperate because they're a single mom. What, 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 where were you mentally say, you know what, uh, this woman, I'm not going to run game on, or uh, where were you at? Or where can you uh, help me, other men who are constantly in that cycle of playing with not only women, but it's it's a different level when you're playing with a single mama. So where were you at, or how can you encourage other men, I should say, to get to that point where, okay, I'm not going to play games with you? Well, at the time... I had been through some stuff myself, mm-hmm. so I was kind of no-nothing. But um, I'll take it back to my father. Um, I was raised to be a man, um, and the I always say I'm from a different era of men. And uh, I had a father, and I had somebody show me the right and wrong things to do, what to say, how to say it. And um, I was never the type to really uh, just play a bunch of games. I mean, you know, we all make mistakes when we're younger. Mm-hmm. When you get to be a certain age, um, who you really are coming out. Mm-hmm. So where I was in, in that stream of time, I was a, pretty much I was a single father. I was going to school, uh, working my job, had my own place. And mm-hmm. I just wasn't playing games with anybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't. I wasn't desperate. I was okay with being single because mm-hmm. I was handling my business. So mm-hmm. being a single person successfully was my was my main priority. Handling my business with my own family and also making sure that I was taking care of myself. Right. That was the, the number one thing in my life at that time. And then. How God does things is, we talk to the guys that actually believe in God and who are trying, who are trying to act right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want to do things wrong anymore. I didn't want to play any game with anybody. I didn't want to lie to myself. And I was really at that point in my life where I was searching for God and searching for the truth and just trying to live my life the right way. And I was actually single for two years before Brenda and I even met. So I was okay with being in my own zone and comfortable in my own skin and not having to worry about anybody else, like, playing with me or being played with. Because it, it, it goes both sides. Absolutely. You know, when, you know men and women play, but I just wasn't in that zone. Uh, so that's kind of where I was. And even when Brenda and I met, I wasn't trying to hurt her, and she wasn't trying to hurt me. 
we were we just, you know, two, two, two people, people ready, ready at the right time. time. Yes. I love what you said, that you were not desperate, Jermaine. And a lot of people think that the only people that are desperate are what they call thirsty are women. Right. But, uh, yes, I've seen some <laughs> desperate men. What are some... What what are some signs that a man is desperate uh, when it comes to dating? Well, I mean, I've been married for a long time, so I've been in this zone in a long time. But working with teenagers and stuff, they don't really know who they are as people, and they're just trying to get experiences. And then um, – What's the age group in the, as far as the listeners right now? Because I don't want to go too far into it. Is uh, everybody grown right. listening to this? Yeah, we yeah they grown real grown. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, no. okay. Yeah, real right. well, once, once you get, get past pointing and once you get past the game piece, mm-hmm. then and the only thing that's left is who you really are. Right. So um, people have to grow up and mature a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then once they start handling their own stuff and doing their own thing, uh, taking care of their own business, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your own place, you got your own car, you're making your own money. That's serious, um, right it's, it's a little bit different when you're um, in a different zone and you're trying to date or, you're, or even if you're looking. Because um, if the date goes back, you just go home. You know, mm-hmm. or if things continue to go a next step, then you can make the next step. But you get a decision and a choice. Instead of, like, somebody trying to move in with somebody or trying to live off of somebody. Absolutely. You know, I call vultures and leeches. You know, um, I want no vulture or a leech. I have my own stuff. Yeah. So it's easier for me to be in a different zone because I'm looking for somebody I can build with and grow with instead of playing games with them. And that's just where I was. Jesus, you just said something. Somebody that you can build with, and you can't find anyone to build with if you're not already building because you don't know what that building looks like. Mm. So if you're not already building something yourself, then, yeah, you're going to be desperate. And I've seen a lot. It kind of messes up my spirit because I'm almost 50, and there's certain parameters, certain criteria that I look Mm -hmm. for. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. You know what I'm saying? It's certain, and, and it's certain what you said. Uh, Cause I'm looking for somebody to build with. I don't care about you being my boo and we putting our stuff on Facebook. That I could care less if I can't build with you. And the certain other mm-hmm. things that I I have to see already operating before we that you have emotion. Uh, but that building right. part is so so uh, real. Because a lot of people are desperate and they get in relationships out of need and desperation. Uh, you know, I'm struggling right now, so let let me let me go on uh, and get with this one, and so then we can probably move together in three months. Because you know, I don't get my taxes until six months from now, and I'm struggling. And so those mm-hmm. are decisions and uh, actions that a lot of people make. Miss Brenda, single mother of, yes. of of five kids at the time, right? How mm-hmm. did you maintain? Um, you know, and you you, you talked, Jermaine, you said he's a great, great man. He was nice. He stimulated your mind. How did you not rush the fact and rush the process? Because a lot of women do that. They rush rush it on. Uh, oh, he's a good man. He got a job. This, this, blah, blah, blah. 
boom, next mm-hmm. one. <laughs> How did you not yeah. <laughs> rush that process and allow, you know, it to flow? To be honest with you, it was really hard. Okay. <laughs> See, it's real pop um, right here. Had, yeah, yeah, it, it was really hard for me um, because, you know, I have the spiritual discernment, so it wasn't long before I knew that he was the man that I had been praying for and mm-hmm. he was uh, meant to be my husband. So knowing that, it was really, really hard to have some self-control and mm-hmm. not try to push everything, okay, well, it's time, let's go get married, you know. Right. However, you know, because that can stir somebody off, it can mess up God's plans. Um, so I really had to um, seek God and um, just kind of take things slow. And, and quite honestly, Jermaine took things slow. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't one to rush anything either. You know, he wasn't pushing me or anything like that. Um so he kind he kind of helped to be the lead as far as like keeping that pace, you know, keeping right. a healthy pace and not rushing things. Because you know, it's like I said, as soon as you start to think, okay, this is him, this mm-hmm. is him, you know, then we want to rush. Plus, I wanted to get married before I turned thirty, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was already twenty-eight when we met. Um, however, like I said, just are you in really, the same room? Y'all getting a lot. I'm getting a lot of feedback. Okay. Um, one of us is going to a different room. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so really just seeking God and, um, you know, taking things slow. And then I had people who are who were married that I made myself mm-hmm. accountable to as soon as we started Absolutely. dating. And so um, I kind of was transferring about the different emotions and the different desires that I had as far as, you know, really wanting to go ahead and make it serious. But when I when I just really, you know, got my emotions under control and, and just wanted God's will, trusted God's will and his plan, things moved accordingly. And I think we were, you know, engaged within about a year, and then we still ended up getting married before I turned 30. You know, so it, See, it paid man. off to See? do it. Yeah, it, it, it paid off to do it God's way uh, because I definitely understand that that feeling of just wanting to, well, this is him, so why wait? Mm-hmm. No, I, we yeah. wanted to do it God's way and in God's Absolutely. perfect timing. Perfect. Now, y'all dated, y'all married, just celebrated 17 years, and y'all act like y'all been married 17 weeks because y'all always included <laughs> Most. Yes. I was like, do they even know that anybody's around? <laughs> How do y'all keep that that authentic love and, and passion for one another? How do y'all keep that? Y'all 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 you have uh, eight children together, right? Yes. Y'all in yep, ministry totally. together. Y'all elders in the, in the church. Y'all have a lot of going mm-hmm. on. Y'all pour out a lot. But let me, I tell y'all, when y'all in the same room, it's like ain't nobody else here. <laughs> ain't nobody else here. It's debated, Brenda. Get it wrong. No, I'm just how do y'all it ain't that? nobody else's business. That's right. <laughs> but how do, cause, but I'm saying a lot of married couples, especially who've been married as long as y'all, because 17 years now is, mm-hmm. a, is like 50 years, because <laughs> people don't stay yes. married long. How yes. do y'all keep that purity? I mean, um, because, you know, especially when y'all, y'all, y'all do ministry together, and, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you, 
couples in the church, you like, Lord, why, why are they even minute? Why are they even together at the church? Gone somewhere, y'all, because y'all don't even like each other. But y'all in the room, it is apparent that y'all love each other, not only like but love. How do y'all keep that going? You want to go first, or you want me to go first? Oh well, I'll, um, <laughs> um, well, you know what we, you know, it's we learn as we go. We we learn as we go. We don't do everything perfectly, you know. Um, and we've had some times where we had to stop and realize, wait a minute, we. Wait a minute, we're business partners, we're in ministry together mm-hmm. and all of that, but we need to get back to the best friends zone, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's been several times in these 17 years that um, we've gotten so focused on work and ministry and everything else, you know, um, kids and different things, family, that we begin to um, kind of put us on the back burner and we Mm -hmm. you know it's like once we realize that that's the case we have to be intentional you know Mm -hmm. that that's it we have to be Mm -hmm. very intentional and and make a decision okay we got to get things back on track you know Mm -hmm. and so um you know that's when we'll just cut everybody off we actually just got back from a trip um we just cut everybody off everything off and we just focused on one another so that we can get back to the best friends tip because, you know, in the, I don't care who you are, in every marriage you're going to have days when you don't really like each other. You, you know, right. you still can love each other and be committed, which is the most important thing in marriage. Love is not enough. we got to be committed. Mm-hmm. So we're committed to each other, you know, committed to doing life together and, and, and you know, being what we need to be for each other. Um, but you have days, you know, so – uh, we have those days as well. However, we don't. We've been through so much that it's mm-hmm. like uh, that's probably what you see when you see us is mm-hmm. that we've been through so much together, and we're we're together. We're not gonna let anything or anybody um, come in between us, and we're committed because we made a commitment, you know, to each other before God. You know, right. we take it. Seriously, but really being very, very, very intentional because it takes a lot of work to keep things fresh and, you know, to be creative and, you know, not to just go through the motions and take one another for granted. Um, we, we, we're we intentional, and we try to uh, make sure that we set that time aside to just be, you know, just me and him, and we just, you know, be um, who we are as individuals and not ministers and not business people and not authors and not, you know, just just who we are as Brenda and Jermaine to each other. Yes. Jermaine, how do you keep it going? Well, uh, it's more of like in in sickness and in health and death do you Mm. part. And and then Mm. once you get past all of that, it comes back down to um, who you are as people. Um, I'll I'll let you know that – and as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Yeah. But um, there has to be room for both of us to coexist mm-hmm. um, as far as who we are as people because um, it's like um, there has to be space for both of us to be who we are and mm-hmm. also show the unity piece 
mm-hmm. because we're 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 different people too, and mm-hmm. and because she's a woman and I'm a man, we like different things as well. So mm-hmm. the 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 unity pieces that we've we we form together very well, but then we also are uh, are uh, integral pieces that work together and separately at the same time. I have mm-hmm. to give her her space to be a woman and a girly girl and a mm-hmm. mother and. And she has to give me my space to be a man and and what mm-hmm. I do because mm-hmm. and then we bounce off of each other. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is work. If you know, if if you really want it, you got to work for it anyway. Um, yes. So, but we don't smother each other mm-hmm. and and not give each other room to grow because we're not the same people that you know that we were when we met seventeen right. years ago. So right. there's a. You know, there's an evolution piece too that we we we've had to sit down and regroup and be like, okay, this is who we are now. Okay, mm-hmm. we're not just parents now. Now we're now we're people again. Right. Um, now, right. You, you know, you know. So that piece stuck with me the most is because I'm consistently the same. I've just evolved to be a, a just a, a a better version. That's how I look at it. Yes. She's she's consistently the same. She just evolved to be a better version, and then of course, we also fight fair too. Right. Ooh, uh, fight fair. <laughs> you got to fight fair. You know, yeah. there has to be there has to be a, a certain level where you don't go. There has mm-hmm. to be a, a certain level and a certain line that you don't cross because at the end of the day, you know, she's my friend. She's my lover. She's my partner. She's my ride or die, and then, right. then also I'm held accountable to how I treated the God, you know. Mm. So, so the the Lord spiritual aspect, yeah, the spiritual aspect to me is the most important. That's where mm. our, that's the that's the essence of how our relationship began. Was mm-hmm. we we both decided that God would be at the forefront of everything that we do to make it a threefold cord, not just us trying to yes. do it on our own. And then yeah. our house was our house was ran that way too. Yeah. Uh, mm. We're not perfect, Unity. but yeah, but but we worked together and gave each other plenty of plenty of space to grow. We also were understanding of each other. Uh, mm-hmm. We also came together, and had plenty of conversation. You know, uh, as far as uh, conversation and uh, to have understanding, not just about trying to rule or be tyrants to each other, because right. uh, you know. We're both strong people, so we have to at least come together and be like, you know, you know, I'm sorry or I apologize. I didn't mean it yeah. that way. That comes a long way on, on both of us because, you know, if you have too much pride, you fail. Yeah, so, all the time. And, and so we've had to regroup, get ourselves together, and start again. Regroup, get ourselves together, and start again. And it's a lot of conversation, a whole lot of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a whole lot of unity and a whole lot of love too, because the love piece, the love piece, can 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 uh, as we say wax and wane mm-hmm. a little bit because as you get older, you know, like I like my wife too, so that's different right. than just loving her. Yeah. And so and then I appreciate what she does for me, and mm. and then I then I feel appreciated as well, so we don't take wow. each other for granted too. So. Just the open and honest pieces that we keep going as far as, like, I was just talking about today, baby, I need to take naps and I need to stretch because it's, right. you know, 
I'm getting old now, you know. I'm trying to tell yeah. you, you know, and now that I'm on vacation, I get a chance to relax a little bit and mm-hmm. spend time with my wife. And then, okay, right now she's in the mode where she want to go shopping. And, okay, mm-hmm. you, do you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have me tagging along, you right. know. So giving each other that, that little space, too, to breathe, she can mm-hmm. be herself. I can yeah. be myself, you know. And it puts it, that sets it off now because later on I get to go fishing at the end of the week. You know what I'm saying? Because she, <laughs> she, she's getting it's her way team. right now doing our anniversary. It's a it's a holiday for us both. So yeah. Uh, once, once you understand each other, that's the piece. Once you understand yeah. each other, and you you don't punch each other's triggers and push each other's buttons and yeah, you know, and be petty with each other and stuff like that, you give yourself plenty of room to grow. And the relationship does take work, but mm-hmm. it's a whole lot easier if you try to do it in a peaceful manner instead of always home. trying to bully each other. You know, like, I have to respect my wife, and she has to respect me. That's how it right. goes. It's, ba- it's, just, it's fundamental yeah. basic. Respect, really. love, giving each other space. Listen, Davis, duo, I love you. Thank y'all for being on Real Talk. We love, we love you, you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, y'all keep that setting that example of what healthy love and not only dating but marriage of seventeen years. I know y'all planning the twentieth. We gonna yes, have a big well, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking it one day at a time right now. Shoot, I gotta get oh, back. Honey, to I'm always first. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> the way y'all, yeah, honey. I'm, I'm, well, well, I'm gone. I'm coming to the twentieth. My mind's already at the twentieth yeah. anniversary. You know, party, you invited. So. Check this out. I am a planner, but I'm not gonna tell you my plans on you know what I'm saying live. No, on you radio ain't gonna right I don't know. I, I don't wanna know your plans. <laughs> I just wanna know that there's gonna be a twentieth party bash. I I don't even need to know because I know yeah. it's gonna be one. I know Miss Brenda likes to party, so she gonna she gonna make well, it happen. I hope, like hope you like to travel. Hope you like to travel, that's all I'm gonna yeah. say. I do. I do. That hope I do. You like to travel. Road trip. I, That's all I'm going to Yes. All right. Love <laughs> you all. Thank y'all for imparting y'all wisdom and just setting a godly example of what love is, what it can be. And like Jasmine says, that you give people another, a, a better version of what they thought love was. So love it. Well, y'all you. keep it up. And I will see y'all when God allows. Absolutely. Thank you. We love you too. All right. <laughs> no, nothing, bye bye. Nothing but love, sis. Bye bye. Thank you. Real talk with Tanya White. I know we listen. We we're, we're going over, but we got another couple. Look, social media is wonderful to me because I meet the most fabulous people, and I came across this uh, page called This Marriage Thing. And just let me tell you something. I get, I see so much when I see people's pictures. And one thing about the low maxes. Their picture exudes a love, and they are working at this marriage thing. And so I asked them to be on. They agreed. And so they're going to talk about this marriage thing. And this is their first time on Real Talk with Tanya White. And I welcome them, and I thank them. Hello, Lomaxis. Hey, Tanya. How you doing? Bye. How are you? Hey there. Can you hear us okay? Yes, we can. I can hear y'all. I know we're running How over time, but this marriage mm-hmm. thing, I love. 
y'all are y'all are really doing great things in 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 um educating and being an example of what marriage is and teaching married couples and singles uh what marriage mm-hmm. is all about so before we get into um this marriage thing can you introduce yourself to the real talk with Tanya White audience okay sure. oh yeah definitely Tanya okay well we are Kevin and Charmaine Lomax you know we're we're proud parents of five children you know we have a blended family and our children are ages 19 to 25 19 to 25 y'all only look like y'all 35 how is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> it's that marriage thing that love Thank thing in Oh, yeah. So how long have you all been married? Well, we've been married almost six years now. We've been together 10 years. Mm-hmm. And um, prior to that, you know, we've we've been married. We This is our second marriage, so we've been married before. So we have over 20 years of experience, of okay. marriage experience. experience. Yeah. When we combine, you know, we, we, we've been around the block, if you will. Okay. You know, I... If you count all the years of marriage experience, over 20 years for me and about 23 for you? Yeah, about 23 for me, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So you've been married six, been together 10. What makes it mm-hmm. this marriage thing right now right? Because I'm telling you, y'all pictures is like, wow, they are really in love with one another. And not only are they in love, they are setting the example for other people to know what it is. So how did y'all get to this? marriage thing that y'all talk about and it's a podcast of teaching people well I think that you know because we have a little bit of experience um, it, with this marriage thing we've learned through trial and error, error rather over the years you know what to do and what not to do and and when we came together and when when you know, we, we started dating even. We knew what kind of relationship we wanted. We knew who we were, first of all. We weren't yeah. just, um, you know, 20 years old, just starting a new relationship. We were seasoned, if you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Right. And we, 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 we knew what we were looking for. We knew what kind of relationship we wanted. We knew that we were ready for that kind of relationship. So we came into it knowing that marriage is not 50-50, as they say, it's 100-100, and we're mature enough at this point to give the marriage, give the relationship all of the time and all of the effort, all of the care, the attention, and, um, you know, do whatever we need to do to make sure that we're always in balance, in sync, and and growing together. Yes, I know what you said. Marriages is a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. I don't know where that fifty-fifty came in. Never understood that at all. But when you go in with the mindset that it's a hundred, a hundred, it's a different perspective Mm -hmm. and a different uh, flow. Uh, You was gonna say something, Kevin? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, people took the um, fifty-fifty. That's the divorce numbers. That's not the marriage numbers. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's. So yes, you're already, you're already coming with the mindset of divorce when you say marriage is fifty fifty. Right. Yeah, fifty fifty. Yeah, that's just, mm. that's not right. And then the other thing I was going to say is that you know, in this time going around, you know, we made sure that we definitely put God first yeah. in our decision mm-hmm. when we actually were looking for our spouses. You know, because I know I prayed for Charmaine, I Amen. prayed for a wife. You know, <laughs> I knew what I wanted in a woman, and I knew that God will get it for me, which. 
He definitely did. Mm. Amen. I remember when I... Oh, go on. No, I'm sorry. Go on. No, I was going to say the second time around, and both of y'all can answer this, because there's a lot of uh, how did y'all get through, okay, I'm not, I'm going to be healed. I'm not going to take old baggage into this new new blessing that I prayed for. How did you all make certain that you all did not bring the, the past into your future with each other? Wow. Okay, well. I know um, for me and for myself, you know, I I was born and raised in church, and I always, you know, believed in God. And, you know, I just know that if I always done right in my Mm -hmm. relationships or just in life period that, you know, he would always reward me, you know. Mm -hmm. So when I basically got out of my first marriage, you know, I took time for myself Mm -hmm. to, you know, to reflect, you know, on what part of, the relationship that I play, because you know, mm-hmm. regardless of how a relationship go, you both parties play a part. Absolutely. You know? So, and mm-hmm. I prayed, you know, I prayed for, you know, first of all for forgiveness, for, mm-hmm. even if I didn't know what I did, you know, for healing, you know, what I me, mean? and just to give me a steady mind to be able to move forward. And when I do find that other person, I want to make sure that I'm right for them. Mm-hmm. So make sure that I'm right for the person that I'm going to get. Kevin, now, you just I'm made me honest. raise my hand up like I was at church because you just preached the word right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> you said you had to make sure first. You had yes. to, first of all, make sure you was right for that person. Ask for forgiveness, mm-hmm. even if you didn't know what was it. And then you prayed. See, I'm going to send me your cash out. I'm going to sow a seed just for that right there in the name of Jesus. Because <laughs> that's good right there. And most people don't mm-hmm. know you have to, you have to be, in a place yourself uh, before you can get in a relationship that is healthy. You have to be on the healthy path yourself. And that is doing what I call a relationship autopsy. What what mm-hmm. happened in this past relationship? Okay, yeah, they yeah we both played a part. What was my part? Because that's the only part I can change in the next relationship. And so right. I love what you said. You took exactly. time to reflect. Miss Charmaine, mm-hmm. from the woman perspective, how did you not bring that baggage? Because well, we love carrying bags. I, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we sure do, but not those kind of bags, right? Mm-mm. But mm-hmm. I I knew that I needed time, you know, after my previous marriage um, to find myself again. Mm-hmm. I basically was resolved to not ever, not, I can't say not ever, but I, I I didn't, I wasn't looking for another relationship because I knew that because I came out of the previous one as wounded as I did, I needed to find out who I was again. So I literally took the time to get to know myself again. You know, I I began to love myself again, you know, and I, I really wasn't focused on a relationship. And because of that, I was able to let go of a lot of the, you know, I, I had no real expectations. So I, mm-hmm. I I wasn't really bringing anything to the next relationship um, because I wasn't really focused on, you know, the relationship itself. I, I took the time to kind of get rid of the things that basically were, were toxic in my mind, residual issues from the past relationship. So I, I prayed it. Honestly, it was mm-hmm. Jesus. Can I just say mm-hmm. that? 
Just you know, this is real I power. needed God. I did. I needed. I needed God to literally heal my mind, to heal my heart. You know, and and because I basically gave it all to Him and let Him do what He wanted to do with my life. You know, I, I He was able to pull out some of the um, the mess from the past and um, take me to a point where when Kevin did come into my life, mm-hmm. even though I didn't think I was ready for that, I was yes. ready enough that I could be open to at least maybe looking at a next step with him, you know? So I love it. Yeah. I, I worked really hard at that baggage thing. I, I was you know, determined you to not take it on. Mm-hmm. I love what you said. You was ready enough. And mm-hmm, we got to get to mm-hmm. that point of knowing, because sometimes we prolong, oh, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not, because we're looking for perfection, and we're looking right. to be uh, uh, totally uh, in a place. And, no, you're ready enough. You, you, you're you not where you were. You're not where you were, right. but right now, you're good. You're good, so you can move forth to this. Now, you're dating, mm-hmm. you prayed for uh, the Lord, now you're married. Y'all's married now? Y'all's married. <laughs> what yeah, is yeah. what what was different this time around in your marriage, and, and to the point where y'all birthing this marriage thing, and you're helping and imparting mm-hmm. so much great wisdom into people. What what was different? I think what was different was well, for from I can speak from my perspective was the foundation was sound, and we were both as in love with the Lord as each other. You know, he loved the Lord like I did. I loved the Lord like he did. There was no imbalance there. We were, we were equally yoked, and that made all the difference to me because I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to hide my my faith and, and kind of um, act like I was, somebody I wasn't, you know, uh, when you're with somebody who understands what it is to have faith and love God because he knows how good God is, then that, that's all we needed to start, that foundation with everything. Yeah, definitely everything, yeah. Mm. So where did y'all get to the point? Y'all been married six years. Where was mm-hmm. the birth of this marriage thing, the podcast? How did that come about? Because, it's a, you know, it's one thing to have a healthy marriage and to work on it and be intentional, love one another. It's a mm-hmm. total different um, venue, so to speak, in, in life to start teaching and pouring out into others. So how do mm-hmm. you say, okay, now it's time. This marriage thing, we need to, it needs to become a podcast. We need to teach other couples. Where did that come from? Well, you know, last spring, um, well, first of all, we we both had kind of a taste of what it was like to pour into marriages a few years ago. We we held a marriage symposium. Uh, we mm-hmm. co-produced it, rather, a, a few years ago. And we were so impacted by how well-received it was and how, you know, how it actually helped couples that, we, you know, I think that kind of stayed with us. And even though that was a few years ago, out of nowhere last year, last spring it was, I had this kind of burning in my spirit. I, and it was just between me and God. I didn't even share it with Kevin. 
And I just knew, oh, my gosh, I have to do something pertaining to marriages, something to uplift marriages, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure what I was going to do. And in the summertime, me and Kevin are sitting on the couch having one one of our deep conversations, and I something said, okay, you know, let him know what's on your mind. And when we started talking, he – go ahead, you can tell the rest of it. Well, we realized that we were silently working on the same thing. Yeah. Mm. Oh, look at yeah. God. So, yeah, mm. but <laughs> without even knowing, you know, we, you know, just happened to come out in a conversation, you know, then um, once we did that, you know, I mean, that was like confirmation for us. Like, yeah. wow, we were both thinking about the same exact yeah. thing because, you know, um, I love marriage, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, God ordains marriage, you know, and yeah. then for so many um, couples to be out here struggling. You know, yes. especially it's sad, you know, just as many Christian families are struggling mm. just as regular. You know what I mean? So yes. Yes. that was that was like so big to me. And, it, you know, and then the bottom line, it was like, you know what? A lot of times, because just think about it, when you grow up, your parents don't tell you everything about marriage, right. about what, right. when, you know, because they, they don't want they don't want to go into the dirty laundry about marriage. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> so so they don't they don't teach it. So, you know, we learn about it trial and error, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of the things, once you learn something, you can teach something, mm-hmm. you know, so for us, that's when we were like, okay, you know what, um, let's, we talked about it, you know, then we prayed about it, and then after we got further confirmation, we decided that the This Marriage Thing podcast, um, this was the platform, that he reached mm-hmm. everybody, everywhere, and mm-hmm. that was the best place for us to start it. Yes, listen, listen, I love it. Um, and I, I don't, I just know I'm, um, I've seen a lot of, of marriage, uh, pages, books, everything come out. So I know that God is really speaking to marriage. And I love what you said, Kevin, a lot of Christian marriages are struggling, um, a, a lot too. And so when we have healthy, uh, couples who are, uh, rooted and grounded in the, in the word and the love of God, and then they are great authentic examples of what marriage is that is where we can see the switch uh and to turn because there's one thing to be married but there's one thing to be happily and and happily married yeah. and have a healthy yeah. marriage mm-hmm. and that that is totally different uh, because yeah. it, I tell anybody anybody can get married everybody can be married oh, yeah. uh, that's right can you have a healthy marriage can you have a marriage that is um that is, you know, imparting something into this world that will leave a lasting, uh, uh, a lasting legacy of something, whatever it is, whatever mm-hmm. your something is, uh, and so mm-hmm. I do believe that it's changing back um, to not where just people are getting married to have a wedding, just to say I have a a spouse. No, getting back mm-hmm. to the nuts and bolts of it all, and this marriage thing. It people say marriage is hard, but it's it's just as hard as you make it um, because life is hard, mm-hmm. but you still live it, don't you? <laughs> and you still try to press yeah. through and to be mm-hmm. to be the best person you can be. So tell us, what's next for the marriage thing? Is it going to be a book? Is it going to be a show? Tell my audience because I love this marriage thing. <laughs> um, yeah, well, um, for me, uh, yeah, definitely at some point I am I'm definitely going to do a book um, just about marriage, you know, just to – try to help people know that marriage is definitely a beautiful thing and how to keep it strengthened. You know what I mean? Yes. 
Yes. And, and you know what? I'm just going to continue to move further on this, this journey that God has started for me. And, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying every bit of it. I'm, you know, what something that is, that stands out to me is that as we're helping other people, we're also being helped, you know, and I'm just enjoying the journey, like I said, so. And y'all, yeah, y'all pictures always exude that y'all enjoying not only the journey, but you are enjoying each other. Where can mm-hmm. our audience connect with you all, and um, and where are you located? Uh, we're in New York, Long Island. Long Island, New York. So if you are close to anything, um, anything that they're having, so tell us if you have any events or what's next for you. How people can stay in contact with you. So they can get their marriage thing together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we don't have any big events coming up just yet. Um, yes. okay. That's soon to come. You know, this is, we're still in our first season, so soon to come. But uh, if they want to reach us, they can get us on Facebook or Instagram at This Marriage Thing, or we're on Twitter and LinkedIn, or they can okay. email us at thing 100 at gmail.com. Wow. You just say this, y'all, this is y'all first year doing this? Yeah, this is our, listen, our very first, first, <laughs> this oh is our very first goodness. season of doing this. So learning how to do all that stuff, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 um, it's been interesting. It's great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. it. It Me coming in and not knowing, this is your first uh, year, uh, you know, God has his hand on you all. So give us a nugget of wisdom for uh, Christian marriage. Because I think we set the stage for anything. Um, how they can get uh, back to the healthy, godly, anointed love mm. uh, in their marriage. Okay, well, um, you know, it's actually not that hard. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I would say is that, you know, you have to keep God first and in mm-hmm. the center of everything yeah. because God is the one that can make change. You know, too many times we try to change our spouses or change somebody. You can't change a person. You have to understand that through God, though, he can change the person for you mm-hmm. and, yeah. and make things yeah. good. And then and with that, you know, it's kind of like just the respect thing. You know, if, if you have the respect for your spouse, you know, you can have the communication. So when you're talking, you know, you speak to them in a certain way. And what I like to tell people sometimes is that it doesn't hurt to get counseling. Mm-hmm. You know, even good relationships. Use yes. counseling. They say you get wise counsel. Yes, you know, wise that counsel. That can help you a lot. Yes. yes you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that Kevin often tells other couples. You know, what, you know, couples talk to us sometimes about their relationships, and he likes to say, when things are starting to shift and and kind of seem off kilter, go mm-hmm. back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. What did you used to do in the beginning? How did you love in the beginning? How patient were you in the beginning? You know, how kind were you in the beginning? And mm-hmm. just remember those tender moments and, and you know, build upon that because it's not always going to be all roses and sunshine, of course. Um, Christian or not, you're going to have some, some hard days, maybe a hard season even. But just remember that who you are. Remember why you're, you're together. And take it one day at a time. And and don't expect to be perfect yourself, just like you don't expect your spouse to be perfect. Right. You know, remember that 
we are we are a work in progress. God is working on all of us all the time. So we're, as long as you're journeying through life together, I think, you know, you can stay on the right track. Wow. Well, Lomaxes, thank you so much. Uh, continue uh, the what you're doing with this marriage thing. Uh, continue to impart wisdom. Uh, even though I'm not married, I, I do believe I'm coming to that season where I'm mm-hmm. going to have this marriage thing together. Um, so <laughs> I hear you. I'm learning from a lot of people that God is putting in my path to see that mm-hmm. marriage can be healthy, um, it can be whole, it can be godly, and uh, God, mm-hmm. God, when when, you, when God is rooted, because my parents had a healthy marriage, both of them are having now, mm-hmm. so I, I can. Yeah. Sometimes I long for like, Lord have mercy. What when is it gonna happen? But I got hope tonight that when you pray. And you you can get mm-hmm. yourself together. It shall time. happen. Yeah. It shall happen. Oh, yeah. So, so look, thank you for everything that you do. Huh? I said because if it didn't happen just yet, just know that God is working on that person right now. So yeah. when when they do show up, it's gonna be just right for you. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Listen, the Lord. I know the the Lord is working on this chocolate drop right here because uh, <laughs> I can't get the, the yeah. point. Where I got my my, my thinking mm-hmm. got to shift because you know once you get a certain age, you you start to realize you set in your ways and <laughs> mm-hmm. I realize mm-hmm. you know, some things I'm setting my mm-hmm. ways about. So he got to shift me, uh, but it shall come. Y'all keep doing what y'all mm-hmm. doing because y'all are great examples uh, for me and other people as well. So thank you. I know I'm going to be calling in on y'all some more to be on Real Talk with Tanya White because y'all kick the real talk. Well, All right, thank you, Tanya. Okay? Thank you, definitely. Thank you for having us. All right, you have a great night. Listen, real mm-hmm. talk with Tanya White. We talk about healthy love and dating and marriage, and I hope that you've learned a lot. If you missed any part of the show, rewind the archives. Listen, next week is our last show of the season. And we got Dr. Wendy on. We have Dr. Will on. We just got all the doctors. And I for, even forgot what the topic was about. But I know we're going to go out with a bang next uh, next week until we come back in the fall. Listen, the love songs have been hot. And we're going to end with uh, the OJs, Forever Mine. Because when you have a healthy love, you want that thing to last forever. See y'all next week. Love you guys. Bye. Now
Oh. 